you might find yourself in a position, now or in the future, when you're looking for a co-founder, when you're looking for someone who builds on your ideas, who has complementary skills to yours, who will work just as hard as you will to do whatever they can to make your business succeed, and who will stick together with you even when times are difficult. But how do you know when you find this ideal match to partner with you. I have a strategy that can help you during your co-founder dating phase. A strategy to ask purposeful questions. And that's what we'll talk about today. This is your Startup Advantage, where entrepreneurship is considered a team sport. I'm your host, Tanya Dreder, a former broadcast journalist turned entrepreneurship educator. Every week we explore the startup world, investigate entrepreneurial strategies, habits and mindsets and search out expert advice. Be part of it. Subscribe on your favorite podcast player at StartupAdvantagePodcast.com Welcome to Startup Advantage with me, Tanya. Thank you for joining me for episode number 22 and for letting me be your guide again today. Every month, I'm asking you a question to get to know you better. As we're heading into this brand new month, I'd love if you'd let me know your answer to this question. What is the biggest challenge you have with your business right now? I'll place the link to the podcast voicemail in the show notes, and I'd love if you'd send me a message that I can share on the podcast. So the question again, what is the biggest challenge you have with your business right now. Today, we're going to be looking at questions you can ask potential co-founders if you're in that phase of looking for a co-founding partner. It's also a stage known as co-founder or founder dating because it's so similar to the process of dating. Now, a few episodes back, I recommended to make a short list of potential candidates during your search as you explore your network and a lot of different avenues that I shared on that episode, and then to spend your time getting to know the people on your shortlist. I'll share the link to the episode I mentioned so that you can go listen to that if it will be helpful for you. After that episode, a listener reached out and asked for specific questions or how to approach such a situation where they would try and get to know someone if they've added them on a shortlist for a potential co-founder. So that's why we're going to be looking at it together today, because it's something that we can all benefit thinking about again and having a strategy to approach it with. At the end of this episode, I want you to feel confident that you know how to start drafting your own questions that you can use during co-founder dating. But you can also use these questions if you've already partnered with someone And you kind of skip the step of really getting to know them well and in understanding them better and how they operate and how they think. I strongly recommend it. The better you understand each other, the easier it will be to work together and the more you will get out of the relationship. So we'll be focusing down on this part of the process specifically today on preparing specific questions to help you identify a good co-founder fit for you. This is going to be a fun one for you if you've got an analytical brain like mine. I'm putting my journalistic skills in full-on mode for this. 
Questions are so powerful. Before we start, let me ask you this, because I want you to think about it. Why is co-founder dating and asking planned questions important? You might be thinking you don't want the search for a co-founder to feel like a job interview for them or that it's unnatural or unnaturally rehearsed. You want it to be spontaneous and, and to just click with someone. But hear me out. You'll be spending a lot of time with this person if you decide to work together. And so you need to be able to really understand who they are. You need to be able to count on them and to trust them. So you do need to be as strategic as possible and prepare for these conversations you're having with potential co-founders as if you're preparing them for a job interview. You can't do everything yourself in your business. So you're taking some time in advance before you meet with your potential co-founders to get really clear to help you decide later on that you're partnering with someone who has both the skills and the characteristics that will help you to build a successful business and co-founding relationship. Because it's so much better if it's working with somebody that you enjoy working with. Okay, so let me try to explain this in another way. Think of the bad blind dates that you had been on in the past, if you've been on one. With bad being defined as, it wasn't a good experience during your time with them, so it felt uncomfortable or bad in some way, and there wasn't the desirable outcome of feeling an interest in this person, which leads to a next meeting. If it was like any of my past experiences, it will likely have some of these things in common. You felt uncomfortable, or they were extremely uncomfortable or nervous, which made you feel more uncomfortable. Uh, the conversation maybe just wasn't flowing. It was like really hard. Uh, they didn't seem interested in you, or they seemed too interested. Some of their questions or comments maybe seemed rude or intrusive for a first meeting, or they talked so much you couldn't get a word in. Or the opposite of that, they barely said anything at all and you had to carry the conversation. This is very common, and it's very human, and it's very normal, and it can happen during co-founder dating too. There's a disconnect that I believe you can avoid through proper planning, through building confidence in your own skills to lead a conversation. By planning the focus points of your conversations with potential co-founders, you can help avoid these common pitfalls for that first meeting, for that getting to know the people on your shortlist. Now for this episode, we are focusing a lot on what we're going to be asking the other person. But I do want to mention it's very important to remember that this is a give and take situation. So although you will be asking strategic questions, you also need to share about yourself. This is not a job interview where you pick someone and drill down a list of questions at them. It really is more like dating where you get to know each other, you're sharing with each other, about each other, and you're creating a partnership if it feels like a fit. You're selling yourself and your business too, to this potential co-founder. You want to feel excited about them, by how they respond, but you also want to leave them feeling excited to work with you just by the way that you're conducting the conversation and the type of questions you're asking. You want to create the foundation for a working relationship that will not only work, 
but will feel good to you both. This is who you'll spend a lot of time with. And this is who you'll go through challenges with. You want it to feel meaningful and like a good fit for both of you. It's not just about having matching and complementary skill sets, but it's also about having complementary and matching characteristics and personalities. Also, by drafting a standardized set of questions to use with all of the candidates on your shortlist that you're considering as co-founders, it will allow you to compare all of the candidates against each other in terms of personality and skill set for you and your business. Now, you don't have to follow your list of questions religiously and ask everyone that you think of. I want you to use it as a reference point, as a foundation to start the conversation on, something you can go back to, and some areas that you can identify that you want to make sure to cover so that you have a full view of who this person is that you're considering. Make sure you hit those key points or categories with each potential partner. What will help with this is if you set a goal of what you're looking for first before you draft your questions. So that means your first step before you start drafting your questions is to set a goal. Set a goal for what you're looking for. Now that's definitely not the first time you've heard me say that. Love goal setting, fully confessed smart goal setter fanatic. (laughs) But uh, what I want you to think about when you're setting goals is to think of what are the must-haves and what are the nice-to-have characteristics, uh, like humor. Um, also think of skills specific to your business needs, like do you really need somebody with marketing or design skills in your ideal match? And then also, very importantly, list down what your deal-breakers are too. A deal-breaker is something that you just can't live with, like it annoys you to the point of distraction. Or it really clashes with your values and it's just something that you can't live with or support. It can even be something as simple as somebody who complains a lot or who gets angry very easily. Or somebody who talks too much or too little. Like, you know yourself. You know what those things are for you. Don't be afraid to be too specific. This is just your list. You're not going to share this with anybody. This is about creating self-awareness for yourself. You're not going to eliminate anyone yet by creating this list so you're not being biased. This is to help you get clear on what you're looking for before you take that step in getting to know your potential co-founders so that you can identify immediately if you see it. Or in this case, if you meet them, if you meet somebody that fits your list. It will help you to weigh the pros and cons of partnering with different people. When you're true to yourself, when you're clear on what you want to achieve, what you want in a potential co-founder, while of course still remaining realistic, and you can communicate it clearly, you will be able to attract people who are in alignment with you. And the key word here is alignment, not perfection, but alignment. No one's perfect, not me, not you. So don't expect perfection. We can all treat each other with a bit more grace and love on most things on most days. But if something is a strong no, a strong deal-breaker characteristic for you, it's definitely not a good fit and it's a no-go. So know what those are for you. So let me ask you, what is your goal in looking for a co-founder? 
What are your must-haves, your nice-to-haves, and your deal-breakers? Take five minutes and list them down. You can even press pause for a few minutes if you like. Now that you're clear on that, I'm ready to share the types of questions you should be asking to build rapport with your potential co-founders so that you can really get to know them next. So let's get into it. I believe you should prioritize asking questions that cover three categories that will help to ensure a basic personality and interest match. They are personality and background questions, personal goals and values questions, and preferred roles and responsibilities questions. Let's look at each category briefly. With personality and background questions, you will be asking questions about their past, and this will help you to understand them and get a feel for who they are. What you're looking to gain here is a glimpse of their personality, their communication style, and what they'll be like to be around. A few things you can ask about are what experiences have they had in the past, either professionally or personally? What did they do to de-stress? Do they have hobbies? What are their perceived strengths and weaknesses? There's many more, so decide on the ones that you're curious about naturally. With personal goals and values questions, you're asking questions that will help you to understand what's important to them, what drives them, and how they prioritize different things in their life. A few things you can ask about are, what other priorities do they have? Existing priorities. Maybe they're taking care of their grandma or elderly parents, or they're married and they have kids, and so they'll need some flexibility in their life. You can ask about if they are also working on other projects as well, so that you can get an idea of how much time they really will have available to focus on this business with you. Are they looking for a long-term position, or are they really just looking for something in the short term to get some experience? Another thing to think of in this category is to find out if your personal situations are similar. This can make things easier, and there are different opinions on whether this is a strength or not. For example, if you're both studying part-time, your schedules and working hours might flow better together and you'll have a good understanding of the time limitations each of you have. So there will be some empathy around that. I tend to lean towards the other direction because I believe there's strength and diversity. You'll have access to valuable insights that you wouldn't be able to get from someone who's just like you or in the exact same circumstances as you. But of course, on the other hand, it will take more communication and consistency to understand each other better if your life circumstances, your personal situations are completely different. So the important thing is that you ask about this so that you can decide for yourself what your preferences are. If you would connect better with somebody whose personal situations are similar or if you prefer somebody more different from you with a more diverse perspective. The last recommended category of questions is preferred roles and responsibilities. So you'll be asking questions about their work experience that will help you understand if they'd be a good match to work with you, if you'll fit good together. So because you're speaking to somebody already on your shortlist, this should mean that you've already identified them 
as someone with the necessary complementary hard skills that your business needs. So this is not about seeing if they can actually do the work you would need them as a co-founder to do. This is about finding out about their working style and their preferences and what type of roles they would like to take on, where would they like to lead, and which parts of the business would they, even though they might be skilled in it, which of those parts would they not feel as comfortable in. A few things you can ask about are how they define success for the business, right? Is it about money for them, about growth or innovation? Or is community upliftment a strong vision for them? Where do they see the the business going? What do they care about? What is their working style like? Important one to see if you'll be a match there if it will matter. You can also ask about what will they bring to the table and what they will need in return. And you could also touch on how they approach risk or how they respond to change. So think about those things that you think is important for you to know for the type of role that you are hoping they're going to be taking on and the responsibilities you're hoping that they will take over. So when you think of these three categories and your drafting questions, a helpful tool to use when you're thinking of your questions is to remember that there is something called behavioral type questions. So if you've gone for a job interview before, you're probably familiar with them. Maybe not with the term, but you've definitely answered one of them before. In human resources, it is referred to as behavioral-based interview questions, but it focuses on how you handle various work situations. It references the past. The belief is that your responses to these type of questions will reveal your skills, your abilities, and your personality. Because the logic is that the way that someone behaved in the past will reflect and predict how they will behave in the future. It usually starts with, tell me about a time, or can you share an example from your past when you had to? And then this usually leads into more difficult type questions. For example, can you share an example from your past when you had to deal with a difficult person or a difficult customer, or when you had to deal with a conflict situation? So those are more serious type questions, but definitely helpful to keep in mind if you need it as an approach to ask those harder questions. Try your best not to make it feel like a bad interview with you drilling them with questions. You could maybe even offer to go first by sharing how you would deal with something and then ask them, what about them? How would they respond? We all feel nervous at times. And sometimes it can help relax someone if you explain the why behind why you're doing something. If you could explain to your potential co-founder that you really want to understand them better and get a feel for them, and so you want to ask them a few personal questions that will just help you both get to know each other better and identify if you would be a good fit for each other, then of course, keep in mind, it will feel a lot like dating in the beginning. So if the first day didn't go so great, but you know, it was okay, give them a second chance before you decide it's a definite no. Maybe during a second meeting, you'll find that maybe you or the other person just had an off day and then you really connect and you find that it would be a good fit. If it's a strong no for you, absolutely don't go to that second meeting. Don't set it up. I'd rather be transparent and say, do you know what? We're not going to be a a good fit together. I think somebody logical and analytical will respect you for that. 
But my last tip for you would be just to always ask yourself after you've met with somebody, how do I feel after spending time with this person? Now, I know this is not scientific at all, and you can choose to disagree with me, but I've come to trust this. If I feel drained or tired or irritated after spending time with someone, then it is not a good indicator of a future successful relationship. I will probably feel like that again after spending time with them. And you really do want to partner with somebody that will just make things easier for you and make you feel like your best self. That question I get often is, how many times should you meet and how long should you take to get to know each other if you meet someone and you think they're a potentially good co-founder for you? There's no wrong or right answer on this. I've heard of founders that decided to work together after meeting a few times. They just clicked and they just knew it was like perfect fit. And then I've also heard of co-founders that spent a year or longer getting to know each other first and making sure that it's a good fit before they took that leap of faith together and starting something new. They did, you know, their homework to make sure that the business was sound and that it was a good idea to pursue. I'd recommend leaning to it's taking more time if it's not a make or break and you have time to do so. Because once you're in it, it can be extremely painful if you realize you're in a bad match and that you need to get out of it quickly. Co-founder conflict can even kill your startup. So really take the time you need. Once you've decided on your partner, the next step will be to create a founders or co-founders agreement together where you can get into the specific details of how you'll work together and how you'll resolve conflict and so on and so on. I spoke about this in a previous episode and will share the link with you in the show notes. I hope this has left you feeling a bit more comfortable and a lot more confident in your ability to sit down and prepare for your co-founder meetings. Ask confidently and with empathy the questions that you feel you need to know about a potential co-founder. Ask about their personality and background. Ask about their personal goals and values and ask about their preferred roles and responsibilities. Enjoy the process. There's a whole world of possibilities out there if you're doing the work and are actively looking. It will be a leap of faith, but one that you'll be able to take with peace of mind, or at least some peace of mind, if you approach it strategically and take the time to do the work to ask those purposeful questions that can help you decide on a good fit for you and your business. If this episode helped you, and I do hope that it did, please share it with a friend who you know is looking for a co-founder so that we can help them too. Next week, we'll be looking at how taking action precedes motivation. I hope you'll join me. I'd like to end with some encouragement today. If no one told you yet this week, you've got this. You can ask the right questions that will help you understand your potential co-founders better. And you can pick the right partner. Just take one step at a time. Have a great week. This is your Startup Advantage, where entrepreneurship is considered a team sport. So please share it with a friend who will benefit from it by sending them a link to startupadvantagepodcast.com. Stay safe and have an amazing week.